Hello and welcome to another episode of the Let's Plan Your Wedding podcast. I'm your host, Danny C. with Danny Wedding Planning, and today is a little bit just for fun. We're going to talk through the options you have for setting a dress code, why that might be helpful to your guests, and how best to communicate what people might want to wear to your wedding. Welcome, let's dive in. So let's talk dress codes. For most events, we don't encounter a written dress code. We receive an invitation and because of the details of the event, we know what to wear. So for the majority of people, setting a dress code might add more confusion than clarity and it's not always recommended that you write out one for your guests. But whether or not you need to specify for your guests, your event has a dress code. So today I'm going to help you figure out what yours is and give my recommendation on how to communicate that to your guests. A note on the timing of this episode, we are talking about determining your wedding's dress code toward the beginning of wedding planning on purpose. Ideally, I'm catching you as you have begun planning. You are in your first phase, the establisher phase. You've booked a venue, set a date, talked budget, and created a guest list. Maybe you have even purchased your dress and have asked your bridal party. Now you are thinking through sending out the save the dates, building a website, and giving your guests the first window into the vision you are forming for your wedding day. What you may have yet to determine is the specifics of your ceremony and your food and beverage package. So now is a great time to understand your options of what some of those later choices will mean for your overall event. Okay, here are my dress codes, most to least formal. There are a lot of different dress codes online, and so I have just determined my own kind of format for what you should use. Just know that this is my opinion. We're not gonna talk about white tie optional. It's something you may encounter if you're invited to a military ball or involved in other cultural ceremonies, but um, for me, the most formal one that you are likely to experience is called black tie. If you have an event that is extremely formal, where the men are gonna be all wearing tuxedos, it's in an elegant space, perhaps a church, an overlook, an estate, rented space followed by a ballroom reception that pulls out all the stops, champagne on trays, open bar, past appetizers, and a plated meal, you may want to invite your guests to up their game. Men will rent or buy tuxedos to this event, and women will wear elegant midi or floor-length dresses with formal shoes, heels, or flats. I do recommend indicating black tie attire on your invitations. One step down from that is black tie optional. You have some but not all of the elements of the above description, so you instead opt to give guests the option to level up to black tie attire or to wear more formal attire that is not tuxedos and gowns. I recommend using this term when all the men in the bridal party are in tuxedos so that if a man chooses to rent or buy a tuxedo for your event, they would not be out of place. I do recommend you put black tie optional on your invitation. One step down formality level wise is to call your event formal and you would put formal attire requested on your invitations. This is admittedly a little confusing. Should someone not really know about the black tie options, they may think that this is the most formal option when they see formal attire requested on the invitation. Although in my experience, men aren't going to just go rent tuxedos and they will instead wear a nice suit, which is the proper level for this event. So I think it still works. To merit putting formal attire for your event, I still recommend having a few elevated features of your wedding. Maybe you have an open bar and plated meals, but your event is in a forest that requires slightly more practical footwear. Maybe you have a great estate style rented space, but you wanted a less formal food and beverage package. This event has some, but not all the formal elements, but still allows guests to up their game from a backyard lawn style wedding. Most likely the men in the bridal party are in suits, not tuxedos. One more step down from formal is cocktail. Cocktail attire would be placed on your invitation. 
Cocktail attire always seems to be a helpful delineation to guests because they have a real vision in their mind for a cocktail dress and kind of cocktail attire. In order for your event to be considered cocktail, your event has certain specialty elements. Maybe there's past appetizers during the cocktail hour or a specialty cocktail cart or cigar rolling station that sets a fun mood, but then food trucks are the event's meal. Cocktail means men will wear suits but don't need jackets. They could opt for a sweater and shirt combo or forego their ties. Women can wear shorter cocktail style dresses or else dip into that classic wedding wear, giving them options for other dress styles, two pieces or fancy jumpsuits. Semi-formal is what I would call the next step down in terms of formality from cocktail, and it's like a baby step down. It's what guests will wear if unprompted by a dress code. So if your event is either casual in terms of the setting, or it's casual because you want that feeling of it being casual, and your event is classic in format, meaning a ceremony followed by a reception, this is likely your dress code. This is a very common you know, place where people fall, but I do not recommend putting semi-formal on your invitations. It will just confuse people. Instead, say nothing, and when people ask about it, respond with just, just wear classic wedding attire verbally to them. But on your website, if there is anything you need to specify about the setting, do so as a note with phrases like, ceremony site has uneven surfaces, practical footwear recommended, or cliffside ceremony may be windy, bring layers. So you can have these phrases that help guests stay safe and comfortable on your website, but you don't need to indicate that semi-formal is where you've fallen for your dress code. To extrapolate further on this dress code, I have so many couples when we talk about this say, I just don't want people to wear jeans, which then prompts them to put a high dress code like cocktail or even black tie on their invitations, like in an unnecessary attempt to have people like fall anywhere below that. And I don't think that that's a good system. I've been to a few Western style weddings where jeans were worn even by the groom, but otherwise people do not wear jeans to a wedding. Typically when unprompted, men will wear slacks, khakis, or dress pants, button shirts with coats or sweaters, maybe a tie, maybe not, maybe something more fun like a bolo tie. Women will wear dresses of all kinds, maybe more casual sundresses or long flowy resort style dresses, a nice skirt and shirt combo, or they may opt for dress pants or a cute jumpsuit. So if that fits the vision of your day and you're fine with guests wearing that style of clothing, then call it semi-formal in your mind, don't put it on your invitations, and you're good to go. And then one more dress code below that, that I call themed, not that you would put themed on your invitations, but it means your event has a particular theme that indicates what guests should wear. Beach weddings, destination weddings, and Western or cowboy style weddings are the ones that I most commonly see. And you don't need to indicate a dress code, although you can, but you will need to tell your guests a few elements that are crucial for what they should wear. And the reason why this is important, there's probably two reasons. I think the first is just to let guests dress to theme and kind of invite them into the fun. For example, if it's a Western wedding in a barn, usually with this, the couple lives a Western lifestyle and no one would imagine the groom without his cowboy hat on on his wedding day. Still, the website says, bring your dancing shoes. We hope they are cowboy boots or something like cowboy boots welcome. So you haven't set a dress code, but you're still letting guests know. And a lot of the themes around, you know, maybe your invitation has sort of a Western vibe to it. The next reason you want to indicate something on the website is for safety. A destination wedding with a ceremony on the beach may be hot, windy, or require forethought for the footwear. So I don't recommend having a dress code specified, but on the website, maybe say, ceremony will be on the sand, feel free to ditch your shoes. Or a note on the elements, weather may be unpredictable, layers recommended. 
If you have a really tricky event, um, including more information in your FAQ section of your website could be really helpful. You could even create a packing list guide or something like that for your guests. For the majority of events, this is going to be overkill. But I have seen some weddings that require guests to hike, you know, up part of Half Dome to an overlook. So there are weddings where you are going to need to give your guests more than less information about things like footwear, things that are just going to be really to do more with safety and comfort. The key elements that you've seen throughout all these dress codes that have to help to determine it are the venue. If the venue is inherently grand or formal, or it allows for decor that is more elevated because it is very comfortable for guests to be in while they're in their formal attire, this can lend itself to a black tie, black tie optional, or formal wedding. If on the other hand, the venue is inherently themed, it's on a boat, a beach, a barn, a vineyard, or it is outside in the elements like a desert, a forest, an overlook, a backyard, these elements may also determine your code. So venue is huge. Bridal party. Okay, so the bride and the groom largely get a pass on being indicators of their dress code. You get to wear whatever you want, and often that is determined almost before we get to this phase of determining the formality level. So don't worry if you've purchased a dress and now you feel like that's not in line as exactly with your dress code. It doesn't matter, truly. The modern bride wears what she wants and the bride and groom get to dress themselves. But your bridal party is a great opportunity to push your vision forward and have them embody your proper dress code. It's also a way for you to determine maybe if you've unknowingly set a dress code based on what your bride bridal party is wearing. So a really easy one is, especially the groomsmen, if they're in tuxedos, you're in the black tie, black tie optional range if you want to be. Um, you could also bring it down to formal or cocktail, but I wouldn't go much lower than that if you're having all of your men in tuxedos. And if they're in suits, are they in black or blue? Now you're still in the formal and cocktail attire. Um, If you want to go up to black tie, black tie optional, I would recommend rethinking them being in suits versus tuxedos, and I would up them to tuxedos. And if they're in anything else as far as tan suits or linen suits or anything else because of where you're going to be getting married because it's very warm, then I think that you may be in more of that cocktail or semi-formal range or even into the themed range. Footwear. I am of the opinion that it can't be a black tie wedding in a forest. It's simply not comfortable to have your guests in heavy gowns and full tuxedos in the elements. So another indicator could be what you are recommending people wear, especially people who usually wear heels. Could people wear stilettos, chunky heels, wedges, flats, cowboy boots, or are they barefoot? The more formal the shoe you are able to wear to your event, the more formal the event can be. If you want to challenge that, you've picked a beautiful forest venue, but it has really smooth flooring throughout somehow. You can challenge that. I just haven't seen that be a recipe for success. Alcohol package is another huge indicator. Food and beverage elevates and indicates the event. For the most formal gatherings, guests are greeted after the ceremony with trays of champagne and the bar has either signature cocktails, beer and wine, or an open bar. Although I never recommend shots be allowed for guests, just as a side note. If your venue is beer and wine only, you can still have a black tie event, although most commonly the most formal gatherings have some element of a specialty cocktail for a cocktail hour. So perhaps your venue, if you're beer and wine only, can serve like a special sangria or a wine-based cocktail instead. You can have a cocktail style event if it's beer and wine only. I know that feels kind of ironic. Again, I would try to work with your venue and see if you could do something clever with a wine-based cocktail. Other less formal options are a combination of staff bars and self-serve stations like a tap wall or an ice chest that guests can help themselves to. So those are kind of like the range of alcohol offerings that you can give your guests. For dinner, 
Wine can be placed on the table. Our guests can bring their drinks to their table. And for toasts, more formal weddings will have a champagne toast where servers pour champagne for the tables or bottles can be left for the guests to pour themselves. Alternatively, guests can simply toast with whatever is in their glasses. Catering package, the most formal option is to have appetizers passed for the cocktail hour. And then one below that would just be to have the self-serve options for the appetizers. Meals that are plated are more formal than buffet style dinner and will require that your guests be seated not only by their table, but with an indicator card for the proper seat. This means an additional mailed card to have the guests determine their entree choice was mailed with the invitation. So you've gotten, with your invitation, you've gotten that little card that says, do you want beef, chicken, or fish? And so that has allowed you, the host, to arrange them you know, by where they're seated at their table and also by the table itself. And on the card saying their name, there needs to be an indication for the serving staff to know which of the entrees they're getting. Now with a buffet style meal, you could also prearrange the seating, but you could do so only by table if you prefer versus having the seat and the table determined. And I would say for most gatherings of over 30 people, you would want to assign tables um, just because it's very challenging for guests to work themselves in in a Tetris format you've got like, you know, a couple that didn't make it or a group of friends wanted to sit together, couldn't. So I do recommend giving them tables, but you don't have to go above and beyond unless it's a plated meal with arranging their seats. The only caveat to this would be if it's really informal that you have picnic benches and food trucks or something like that. So there could be um, exceptions to this rule, but otherwise I would say you're, you're in it for the seating chart down the road. Obviously there are other indicators like having a live band versus a DJ that could give you a sense of where you're at formality level wise with your event. But I really think that the key indicators are venue, bridal party attire, footwear, and the food and beverage beverage package. The purpose of this episode is not to bully you into saying that you have an event that's cocktail attire and you have to put cocktail attire on there, but you don't like that. It's really just to help you kind of like triangulate where you're at in your planning. And if you're going in a direction that you feel comfortable with, or if maybe you want to oh, I always thought we were having a black tie event and now I'm realizing that the venue we chose isn't conducive to that. You know, how can I still up it maybe a little bit more so to to be in that formal category? So which is your event? Black tie, black tie optional, formal, cocktail, semi-formal, or themed? If your event is elevated above that classic semi-formal level, I recommend indicating this to guests clearly on the invitation and echoing it on the website. The terms would be black tie, black tie optional, formal, and cocktail are more clarifying than confusing, and they are more formal than a guest would dress to if they were unprompted. People have heard these terms and they can Google them, but I do not recommend making up a dress code like Connecticut casual or resort wear chic. It will only confuse people. I know that may be fun for you. And so what I would say is if you've got this like cute little phrase in your mind, like I actually came up with one and I broke my own rule, but I do not recommend doing this for a C formal. Okay. To me, that means it's formal, but you can't wear heels. You can't wear stilettos. Have that in your mind and explain it to people a little bit more so verbally, but don't put it on an invitation and send it to 200 people. There is an argument I have heard that it's a bit tacky to put the dress code on the invitation. And I think it's an interesting theory, although I ultimately disagree with it. The argument goes that a paper invitation is an old school symbol for almost like a golden ticket to an event. You have been invited to an event. With your invite, all you need to do is show up. But this argument states, if you put registry details or a dress code on the invitation, 
it qualifies that message. You're invited, except you must wear this dress code and you must bring this, a gift from the registry. It's a subtle implication, but I understand the message and I understand like the want to have guests just feel welcome and not feel stressed when they look at your invitation. A remedy would be to create an additional card in the invitation packet that has helpful hints or helpful info or even FAQs. And on this card, you give directions, you room block information and the dress code. Or people in this camp would say, you tell your guests to visit your website for more information. And on your website, you list the dress code, registry, room block, you know, all the things they need to know, but you don't put it on the invitation. I get this, but ultimately I disagree. Most events are intergenerational and many older generations don't use the website. I like making key information accessible in print and reiterating it online to guarantee people will see it. Even younger generations don't always bounce to your website. They see the card, they may put it on their calendar, but they don't go to the website until closer to the event, if ever. An invitation, especially if it's formal, makes an impression because of its appearance. And with the print of black tie attire on the lower section of the invitation, this tells guests immediately what to expect. The spirit of clarity and helpfulness is what I side more on. And I say for those events, let guests know right on the invitation where you're at with the formality level. Lastly, if you are a guest that is confused what to wear, engage in what I call triangulating my position. And for couples still listening, know what that inherently, this is what your guests are going to do, especially if you're having a semi-formal or themed style wedding and you haven't put any dress code on your invitation. So when I receive a save the date, I say I save the date and that's it. But when I receive an invitation, I look up the venue and see if there are indicators as to what I should wear from a practical standpoint. If the invitation didn't say a dress code, I still take a look at the branding and styling of the invitation and on the website. Couples who want to give their guests a further clue could even give thought to their engagement shoot because a lot of those engagement pictures are going to be featured on your website. Obviously don't dress black tie if you're having a black tie event, but maybe don't wear jeans for your engagement shoot. Or on the other hand, if you want a really casual vibe to your wedding, maybe do wear jeans and a sweater versus like a long flowy dress, you know? So that's just a, it could be a really subtle thing and ultimately wear what you want to your engagement shoot, but the pictures are going to be on your website and it may give guests a general impression. A huge indicator is, did you receive a card that needed you to pick an entree? I mean, this means the event will have a plated meal, which is a little fancier, so that is always a helpful clue. And as the event approaches, I always check the weather. As a guest, it's more important to stay safe and comfortable than to go over the top dress code-wise. Unless they have indicated, it's likely that it's that classic wedding attire, so you have lots of options of what could work. But if they have indicated their dress code, do a bit of research online and always look up the venue. People don't play by my rules, and so even if it's formal, you may be hiking up Half Dome or trekking through a forest, so be prepared. That's it for now. I hope that was helpful and fun, and I hope you liked thinking through dress codes and formality levels. Make sure you are on the same page as your parents, your wedding party, your core crew. This is a topic where people often have assumptions and may need you to recast a new vision for them. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.